G'day everyone and welcome to Trash Talk. We're back again and there's a lot of changes going on in the NBL position-wise. We've got Ramon Moore injured, out, replaced by Sean Bruce. Bit of an interesting one with Sydney. Denga Kuth out or off the active roster and replaced by Ray Turner. We're going to have a chat on how these teams are going to be impacted by these changes and maybe one team that we've mentioned before that maybe should have made a change that didn't. But there's plenty to talk about on this week's episode of Trash Talk. Let's jump straight into it. Ramon Moore gone, and another interesting one we can throw in with that. He left Melbourne when he was injured, when they were 10 and 10. Thanks to the NBL stat man for this one. He's where's number 10. He left Melbourne injured when they were 10 and 10, and now he's left Adelaide injured when they were 10 and 10. And where's? And that's Illuminati. Where's number 10? <laughs> where's number 10, as I said? Illuminati. That's just thrown off the whole fucking podcast there. Yeah. Anyway, the NBL changes. What do we th- Is Sean Bruce really going to make an impact? Well, I've known Brucey for quite some time now, and the guy just stays ready. He'd been working with cans with the Taipans, working out, waiting for an opportunity. And he said this to me, like, at the start of the season, I'm just waiting for an opportunity. He's getting his opportunity now in Adelaide, and he has to play. Because behind Sean Bruce, uh, behind uh, um, Nathan Sobey, he's been the main ball handler. The second one has been Ramon Moore. So he's going to play minutes. And I know that Joey's background, he's loved Sean Bruce's game. I think he suits Joey Wright's system. He likes to get up and down the floor. Will he make a huge impact? He's not going to make a huge impact. Will he make a difference? Yet to be seen. But at least you know that a guy is in shape, he's ready to go, and he can fit in straight away. Well, even if it's nothing more than him just literally dribbling the ball up the court, to get Sobi off the point guard spot because Sobi is so much better in the shooting guard position. Look, I agree. I'm with you. I think that's exactly what his role is going to be. Come in, play defense, you know, make sound decisions offensively, and get the ball to the people in the right positions. That's all he has to do. He hasn't hit hit open shots if when they present itself. That's it. I believe they have enough to beat Perth today. <laughs> I mean, look at the end of the day, they still have Sobi Congo's playing good, Wiley, Froling, DJ. Now it's time for Deng to activate for real and get back into his form like he was around last year. This time, well, I think they'll be. Fine. He's been shooting the ball well of late, and obviously there's a question of his health. Like they thought he might have missed with a fractured rib, but it wasn't a fractured rib. It was a big, long scientific word that none of us <laughs> fucking understand. And like, I didn't even. I wanted to look it up to see if it was a joke or not. But yeah, he, he's he doesn't have a fractured rib. He's got something else. But doesn't even need to be a long word for me, just scientific. Yeah. I'm usually out the window with yeah. that one. <laughs> but the biggest question about Deng will always be he can't play defense for shit. <laughs> Which is strange because he's so long. Like, you look at him, his favorite player is Kevin Durant. Obviously, he <laughs> thinks he's got Kevin Durant offensive game, but he doesn't put any effort on the defensive end. And that's like, if he did just a little bit. He'd be a much, much better player. Well, in the finals, he did. That's the thing. It's almost like he picks and chooses, and I hope that he plays that way for the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix next year. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's 100% Damn. going to the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Well, first of all, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix would be foolish not to recruit him. And I've heard whispers, and my sources have been known to be absolutely shit, but <laughs> I, I have heard whispers that he does want to get to Melbourne. And you think about if you're trying to build a franchise. Southeast Melbourne, huge Sudanese culture, huge Sudanese community. You need to start recruiting to that. 
So that would be a massive bonus for the team, and just I, I just think it would be a great move for a club. So the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix 36ers is what we're going to see next year. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and, and you know what? Under Simon Mitchell, I actually think that would be a decent team. But anyway, on to a bit of a more interesting one, one that, of course, is going to impact the finals more than I, I assume the Adelaide one if, if they sneak in. Dengakuth, and can we sort of talk this one through on what actually happens here? Because you can't fire an Australian. And Dengakuth is an Australian, so has he been moved off the active roster or what's what's the deal there to make way for Ray Turner? I have zero idea when it comes to this. Like this this one, <laughs> this one I don't know. Like, yeah, I like, have no idea what could possibly happen there because you can't just move someone off an active and, roster in the NBA. And, and let's just also point out that they now have five Americans on their team. Oh, well, someone tweeted me and Corey. I think they, threw, they tweeted you as well. I think JDS his name was on Jason DeSantis, one of Corey's, uh, one of Corey's mates. Tweeted out as a joke, Kings need a fifth import, question mark, after they lost to Illawarra. And then back <laughs> four days later, fifth import. That's right. I did get that tweet too. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually naturalized. So he's Australian, just like Kevin Lish. He's naturalized. I heard he was getting naturalized. He's getting naturalized. Yeah, but you can't, if you're not naturalized right now, you're still uh-huh. going to count as an import. Well, he's the third import then. <laughs> yeah, he's the third <laughs> he import. The, the issue import. is that they already Kevin have full Lish, roster. Kevin Lish is naturalized. And Brian Bowen doesn't count because yeah. of the next stars. Next stars. He doesn't count. If right? Sydney don't win this thing with five fucking imports. That tells you how strong <laughs> the league is. Oh, God. I mean, what chance does a team with two imports got? None. Zero. <laughs> but have any of you guys... Have any Zero of you guys, chance. Have any of you guys played against Ray Turner? Uh, no. Yeah, see, I've played against I Ray haven't. Turner in the C-Bomb. Look, he's a, he's a quality player. Like, he goes and gets it. But he also played... I think he had... It was probably 35 and 15 against us, but I was also playing on him and I was heavily hung over because the game was on a Sunday morning. So, <laughs> so wait a minute, you coming with excuses why he gave you 35? No, I'm saying there's a reason you oh. can't compare him giving 35 to me after <laughs> getting home at 6 a.m. from Bond <laughs> as opposed to playing in the NBL. Like I just think I think it's an interesting signing. I think there's and it, and it is tough at this point of the year. There's not a huge amount of guys out there, but if you're going for imports, come on. Let's call a spade a spade. Is it an interesting signing because he's taking your boy's spot? Dame Pinot. No comment. <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. I just think, I think it's an interesting signing just for Perth to get another player to start with. I thought they were easily the most informed team in the competition. Illawarra is their bogey team, and it has been all year, but they're not going to face them in the final. So you don't need to have a knee-jerk reaction to losing to them and get another so import. So does he come in and play the backup five-man minutes, or does he come in as a different look at the four-man spot because they've got two very similar players in the four spot? Do they bring him in to go ultra big and just try and beat teams up and a different sort of look than what the, we've seen from the Kings this year? Or does he just play those 10 minutes behind Bogut every you to, game? You want me to give you the exact reason why they've got him? What's the exact reason? Well, Melbourne, the, so Melbourne have beaten Sydney when they go to this small ball lineup. That's where they beat Sydney. Sydney haven't had anyone to go against DJ Kennedy when they go small ball. Dave Barlow's torn them up when they go small ball. It just doesn't work with that Sydney lineup. They just haven't been able to stop it. Sydney, Melbourne have gone on, you know, ten to two runs every time they bring that lineup in. But they use it. Dean Vickerman uses it in spurts. So obviously Sydney have said we need someone to be able to stop this. And Ray Turner is probably the perfect guy in that regard. I don't think he's going to help you in many games this year. But against Melbourne, when they go to that small ball lineup, you can bring him in, and he is a bit of a force against that. I can guarantee you that he is not going to make a difference against Melbourne United with the small ball. Lineup. Definitely not. 
They not offensively, defensively, just having another guy that can run and gun out there. I think they brought him in just because they need help at that backup five position, period. Just go get 10, 12 minutes for Bogut. That's it. Kickett's not good enough for that backup five. Hell no. Kickett don't play no defense. You know that and I do. Yeah, I know he doesn't play any defense, but shit, he's still he's still a decent backup five. David Ware's not bad. You've got enough you've got yeah. enough bodies you can put These there. We are don't not need five to get another men. import. These are not five men. Why not get it if you can do it? If you're that close to winning a championship and you can bring another guy in to help solidify you even more, strengthen that position to win a championship, why not do it? My they question. got one shot with this team. After next year, this won't be the team next year. I understand. I do, I do agree with that. You got one shot. One got shot. And, and, credit, and credit to them if that is a thing. Shit. Because there's no point having an 11th guy on the roster that's not going to play. You may as well have everyone on the roster that's going to be able to well, contribute. let's face it. They've had eight players play this year. Essentially. We haven't seen... Any of Tom Wilson. We haven't seen any of Dan Which is Cruz. so strange to me, the Tom Wilson one. And we'll talk about that in a bit. How is that strange? He is He's an unbelievable, gun. absolute gun. He is the most underrated player right now in the NBA. And he, if you look at how Dan Greed is doing. Now, Dan Greed is a great player, but Tom Wilson is miles what, better than Dan how Greed. Old is Tom, how old is Tom Wilson? 21, I believe. Cool, he got time. We're trying to win right now. Who's he going to play in front of? That's the issue. No, 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 that's no. the issue. There's, there's no one he can play oh, in front of right yeah. now. But we're saying if he was on a team like Imagine Kansas, if he was in Kansas. But there's like, so many guys you can like say Illinois, that for. Yeah, like, like this but many. Tom, there's, there's plenty of teams that he would get quality minutes for because he is that good right. of a talent just sitting on a bench He right was now. all world five at, but, the, at the world championships. Like he is I just don't understand how there's not a few minutes for him every game because that kid can come in and light up. He'd have the same mentality as Dan Greeter does has in Illawarra and can get you buckets. What position he play? Shooting Point guard. Point guard, shooting guard. More of a shooting guard in the NBL. Who, where's he going to get minutes? Not on that team. Maybe next year's his year. You can split it with him and Kyle. But the thing with Andrew Gaze, and I was coached by Andrew Gaze yeah. for about six years, he gets in his rotations and he sticks and with them. He doesn't right. like to change them. And mm-hmm. that's who he is and everyone. And that's why Tom Wilson, I speak to Tom Wilson, he's not disappointed at all yeah. with the, the way it's going. Of course he wants to play, but yeah. he knows how Andrew coaches and it's not like you're expecting, oh, why aren't I playing? He knows how he sticks you with know, the rotation. Every yeah. coach has their sort of things that make him tick. Andrew likes to know exactly what his rotations are. And the shuffle. And the shuffle, God save the shuffle. <laughs> there is no place in the NBL for the shuffle, the flex. It's dead. <laughs> it's a dead offense set. It's dead. Tell Stop Perth. running the flex, Perth. Stop running the <laughs> shuffle, Sydney. Sydney. It's fucking <laughs> dead. It died years ago, yet they still fucking run it. Are you kidding me? Like... <laughs> Basketball changes. We can't run <laughs> offenses from 20 years ago. It's the era of the flow now. Oh, I'm no. Oh, the flow. The, the <laughs> what offenses do we have left? You've just the, called out the major three. The flow, Chinese the, tandem. the flow is the elephant graveyard for big men. Like, yeah. you, big men cannot play in a flow offense. So you for those who don't know what the flow is, the flow is a lot of handoffs, a lot of movement, back cuts. It's just a whole lot of movement. Line. Everything, everything on the three-point three line. line. The Brisbane Bullets run the flow very well. There we go. For everyone, all the listeners, Brisbane, flow, right? Perth. Perth, flex. Sydney, Sydney shuffle. All right? Sydney are doing well in the shuffle. No, they do well when they don't run the shuffle. <laughs> like, you watch every time they run the shuffle, they get shit out of it. Every time they don't run the shuffle, they get buckets. I'm confident that the shuffle is best used when you have a centre like Chris Anstey playing who can shoot, pick and pop, 
deadly. That Melbourne Tigers team, the one I'm sure you might have crossed over with that team. The one we beat, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you crossed Guess over, crossed over against ran. them. Yeah. <laughs> the shuffle. <laughs> that was the era of the shuffle, though. Everyone was running the shuffle. Yeah, it was. Okay, so the top four teams are struggling for wins right now, which is kind of strange considering that. And it, do you reckon it's just a matter of... Are we, are we not going to... Are we going to let Corey just breeze over Perth not making a change after losing to Cairns? Well, my my position stays the same. You know, at the end of the day, if you get into a car and you drive it 200 miles per hour, what happens to the car? Every day. If you drive it every day at 200 it's miles per hour. It's going to slowly break down. That's Bryce Cotton. He's overworked and overused. They all... Listen, I don't know what he's on. Apparently, he's on a, lo- a shitload of money per year, I believe year, right? it's around 600000 And believe you me, they are getting every fucking dollar out of him. <laughs> they are working the shit out of him. How do you go explain Bryce Cotton at home against the worst team in the league shooting seven for 27? Explain that. Oh, the tie pants is just a defensive <laughs> juggernaut. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's tired. He doesn't go to the basket as much anymore. You know why? But he's had plenty he's of rest. Getting beat up. He's had plenty of rest with injuries. Why is he injured? Outside of the thumb, right? Then there's his hammy. When your hammy start messing up. Yeah, you know I understand what? the hammy's definitely for soft tissue injuries. Well, maybe if Clint, if Clint Steindl steps up for that team, look, they're a legitimate threat. But I man, just that I, I don't think he's going to step up. You know it, and I know it, and you know it. These t- this team, these players are first through third quarter individuals. Okay, the way that team is set up is first through third, you got me. There's nobody on that team you can give the ball to to make shit happen down the stretch but one player who's tired. The other import you have averages one point per game in the fourth quarter. He's ranked 56 out of 88 players. That's the whole league. You love that stat. I love that stat. <laughs> Shout out to Statman. You know what I mean? Well, it's up to Tariqa White to change that stat. Otherwise, we'll keep Did getting mentioned. Did you know his wife uh, responded to me oh, on Twitter? I that. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I'd do anything for a girl to talk to me on Twitter. What I the said, hell? yo. Shout out to Ty. I've known her for a long time. Oh, I was like, shout who is this? Shout out I to her. I looked, I said, oh. I said, okay. Part of my Serbian family. Well, shout out to her for just come, <laughs> for coming and defending it. I mean, you know. But I, now I, it's up to him. And 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 hours later, they lose the cans. <laughs> I was later, they lose the cans. You know, so at the end of the day, you know, who who can they beat? If they can't beat at home. Because everybody was saying they're on the road, blah, blah, blah. When they get home, it's only two people that knew that team was going to lose. Actually, that's a lie. I tipped against them because I always do. But young Axel, shout out to young Axel who tipped. With our son. Who tipped cans to win. Who who would have thought? Can we go back they through the old videos to- and see if he's tipped cans every weekend for the entire year? <laughs> no, no. He just tips against Perth a lot. He calls them the poo-poo wildcats. Like, oh, nice. Yeah. He, he he's he's known f- living vicariously through me to hate the Wildcats. So yeah, like you know, that's just my thing. Like, how can they always in games? We know this. They're not getting blown out. Who's gonna be able to take over down the stretch outside of Cotton, who's tired and overworked? Who can they beat? They have Adelaide three times, right? They have Sydney twice. They have the defending champions twice, and they have Illawarra. If you cannot beat Cans at home in a must-win. Who can you beat? You know the funny thing about Perth for me, like a lot goes on Bryce being worn down, Tariko not showing up in the fourth quarter. There is one player that just flies underneath the radar that just hasn't got it done this year. 
And it only got it done in one game, as far as I'm concerned. It must be Wagstaff, you talk about. It's Angus Brandt. Angus Brandt. Why haven't they thrown the ball into him in the post more? Like, here's one guy. When we walked into this season and we looked at their roster, we said, there's only two people that can create their own shot. Bryce Cotton off for dribble and playing one-on-one. And Angus Brandt, Brandt when you throw the ball into the post. Because he's got some nice post moves down there. Yes, he does. I've seen lately, like I haven't seen the ball getting rolled into him of late. Similar to Cairns didn't roll the ball into Nate Jawai in the fourth quarter. You know, every now and then you've got to let your guards do what they do because obviously they're they're very important to the game. But every now and then you have to throw the ball inside to the big man and let them go to work because if you don't let them get a touch, they ain't going to run the floor. They ain't going to set a screen. Like, they lose interest. Bigs, this is what we are. We're big and dumb. We lose interest after a while. And Angus Brandt just hasn't had any touches. So if I'm the Wildcats, maybe I'm throwing it to Angus Brandt a little bit more and letting him go to work. Well, after what he did to Bogut, he can surely do it to any other big in the league. You would think so, right? I agree. Now, But where is he? Why hasn't he shown up? We need to get the ball, ball first. Because because you pumped his tires up after one game. And he's, <laughs> he's, he, he went to Rancho Relaxo after that. <laughs> Gleason always throws the ball inside to his bigs. Are they delivering? That's what it comes down to. Well, maybe they need to start Gleason at the point then, give Bryce Cotton a rest. Gleason <laughs> always rolls the maybe ball Maybe Matty inside. Nielsen gets off the bench. Yeah. Now, I went to the tennis last night and struck up a discussion while Nadal was just dismantling Ebden. Great. Amazing game, to be honest. What Nadal. an amazing oh my If you've goodness. never seen Nadal play in person, I know it's a basketball podcast, but wow. Let me so, just clean myself up for a minute, but Nadal is an absolute beast. Definitely. You know what I, I saw? I had a chance to see Federer play. I had a chance to see Djokovic play. I've never seen Nadal. I was really excited to get the opportunity to see him play, and he did not disappoint. The intensity. Like, <laughs> oh, Super I intense. wanted to grab a racket. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we got into a discussion there about the worst NBL debuts of all time. And I think I can definitely throw myself into the ring there with my debut against the Adelaide 36ers. At, I think it was – you can check the box score on this one. I think it was four minutes, 0 for 6 from the three-point line. Wow. 0 for 6 from the three-point line and an and one to Ramon Moore. You gave up six – you shot six threes in four almost, minutes? Almost consecutive plays. Wow. To the point where the Adelaide 36ers crowd and bench was yelling at me to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Joey Wright said, shoot it, when I was wide open on the hey, sideline. And I said, Joey, yep. <laughs> Joey Wright is known like just to almost embarrass oh. people that are struggling mm-hmm. to the point where I remember when I was playing for the Gold Coast Blaze, rest in peace, <laughs> and uh, Brad Hill was playing for Cairns Taipans, and he's like, you can play on Brad Hill, just mess with him, just fuck with him. like Yeah. And so it got to the point where he was in such a bad shooting stretch that I left him underneath, like alone on the three-point line. I backed up all the way into the keyway, told him to shoot it, and it fell in my lap. Yeah, like he missed it by that far. There's <laughs> nothing fell. harder than a wide open three. <laughs> there is nothing more difficult than a wide open yeah, that, three. That's that's more Joey Wright fuckery for you right there. <laughs> So Melbourne right now, of course, no changes needed for Melbourne and, and barring any injuries, we won't see any changes, although I, I believe we're past the point where you can make any changes now. This this is the round. This is the round. So yeah, Perth are rolling with what they've got and it, it seems like Melbourne are rolling with what they've got. Is there any... The win against Cairns was brought on by Cairns not knowing how to hold a lead. 
Casper Ware just going absolutely ape shit in the fourth quarter. Like that's you're not going to be able to rely on that. We talk about Bryce Cotton, Perth just relying on Bryce Cotton. Are Melbourne doing somewhat the same at the moment with Casper Ware? Because they're relying on Casper Ware almost purely for wins in a lot of these games. If Casper's off, that team is completely off. They've been lucky so far that Casper Ware, in my opinion, the best point guard in the league, has not been off. First off, that was a band-aid victory that they had against the Taipans. It wasn't convincing oh, yeah. by any stretch of the imagination, no especially coming off a loss to Brisbane. I expected them to come out, but their offense just was terrible for no three quarters. Nowhere to be seen. Well, it was pretty much terrible all except for Casper Ware, right? But I think, and I don't know, but like Chris Goulding struggled of late. Uh, obviously, DJ Kennedy hasn't been there. Barlow's still doing his thing, which is awesome. Boone was great in the fourth quarter in OT, um, but he struggled for three quarters, basically. Like, Melbourne aren't clicking at the moment. Like that that was a that was a nothing victory at the end of the day versus the Taipans. They need they need to show me a lot more than what they're currently got. I'm not I'm not surprised that there is no change there, but they sort of need to kick it into gear really quickly. I mean when you really think about it, the only the thing is this. You can't discard and I'm not saying you are, I'm just saying in general, regardless of how bad they look. You cannot disregard. They are the champions. They've been there before. You know that is a team that once playoff finals come, they can just click it into gear. You know, I bagged that team all year last season. Casper Ware, Chris Golden needs to see a shrink. That's what I said. Somebody needs to get his head right because I don't know who this person is. That's not CG43. That's Chris Golden. Two different people. I love Casey, that. I love that analogy. <laughs> straight up. Casey Prather, I said, once he was injured, don't bring him back in. I said, these players need to be fined. Somebody got to get fired, and it needs to be Casper because at the end of the day, it wasn't going to be Josh Boone. If a team is not going right and there's three imports, Josh Boone ain't going nowhere. He's a big who's a double-double machine. Casey Prather's a two-time champion. This team sucked at that time. Who's going to go? It would have been the point. I bagged this team. And they at the end, they won the championship. They won nine out of their last 11. Killed Edgar Sosa, that matchup, Casper. And then he bodied Shannon Shorter, won the championship. <laughs> I have nothing to say about this team because I know how strong this team is. And just like that, they'll kick it right back in the gear. I feel it. I feel it. Now, we're talking about Casper Ware. Mello Trimble, of course, the debate for, are you saying two best point guards in the league? Mello Trimble and Casper Ware? I think there's, you can argue that. Melo Trimble's the best scoring guard in this league. 100%. He is the best scoring guard in this league. Did you, w- did you watch the game? I definitely watched the game. So who was better? Melo Trimble I think down or, the stretch, or Casper Ware? They gave Casper just, Ware just, an just opportunity. So the, just so the crowd knows. Melo Trimble had 42 points, uh, Yep, shot at 59%. From the field was seven of ten. Casper Ware twenty seven points, fifty three from uh, percent from the field, seven of eleven from three, six rebounds, six assists in an overtime victory for in Melbourne. An overtime victory what, for Melbourne. What Who? you call something like that is it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Young fella, you're pretty good, but I'm going I'm gonna lay you down and you go to bed now. <laughs> the big boy is here, 
and that's exactly what happened. Melo Tremble is the best. He's gonna be. He's leading the league. In, he's gonna lead the league in scoring, and he's gonna lead the league in assists. And he's gonna get out of here, and he's going to the league. So 100%. you're saying Casper where? Casper is the best point guard in the league, and he wins. You're in last place. I can't tell you you're the best. Of course not. He's just the best scoring point guard in the league. Felix, cue the fishing line. Whoop. That was that was the best fishing line impersonation I could do. I'm I sorry. thought he was like. Zzz. That's the one. That's one reset. <laughs> there we go. Last week you said Sean Long was the best big in the league I because said, of his numbers in foul trouble. Because if of his stay, numbers, if he and Andrew Bogut got the win. Yeah. But yes, Sean Long had better numbers. So what's the difference he, between Sean Long and Andrew Bogut versus Mello Trimble and Casper Ware? I tell you exactly what the reason is. <laughs> I said if he stays. In foul, out of foul trouble with those numbers, I believe he could finish the rest of the year just like that. And I said he'd be the best big. However, that's I still stand with that. <laughs> I still stand with that. I believe the best point guard in the league yeah. is Casper Ware. Yeah, and who's the best big? Bogut is still the best big, of course. Okay, there we go. That's all I wanted if to hear. Sean Long finishes out. Season ain't done yet, but as of now, of course, Bogut's the best big. No, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done, well done. Can you try to set me up? Oh, no, 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 no. He's like, kill it. He's like, <laughs> you sold me out that I knew that you were going to team him up as well. Yeah, boy. He's right. like, kill <laughs> it. Who has the happiest word I've been in a long time right there? Let's jump on after that after that conversation. Let's jump on to some one-on-one battles that we want to see. And they can be past players, present players. I just want to set a little bit of a, a ringer out there. I'll start it off. Oh, I'm going to go with a bit one outside the box. Me and Liam Santa Maria. Because I think both of us are probably... Because Liam Santa Maria gets bagged out for his basketball career. I think we, we're bringing this on because of what Sean Long said. The <laughs> like, Sean Long went out and said, I'll play anyone one-on-one for 10K, right? Any big. Any big. Was it a big? Okay, a yeah, big. I was yeah, thinking was that's like a smart move. Bigs, yeah. So I'm eligible? You actually are. <laughs> yeah. Can we also... Sports bet. Sports bet. <laughs> sports bet. You actually are eligible. There we go. So you versus Liam Me Santa versus Marie. Liam Santa Maria, because I think that I get paid out a bit for my <laughs> debut performance that was yeah. fantastic. And, and Santa Maria, there was an article that was put out on his career, which he's had a fantastic media career, and I love the work that he does. So I reckon have the two potential... Lower rung <laughs> players of the media industry go head to head. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Felix only because I, I've watched him played before. It, it depends when the game is though. If the game's on a Sunday morning, then I'm Sundays, a heavy, heavy yeah. chance for a loss. Yeah. Now I'm rolling with Felix. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank Liam, you. Liam, Liam got go. no chance. Liam got no chance. On I just that. gotta make sure my head fits through the door now. <laughs> You're up, Willow. Um, I'd like to see a one-on-one matchup between Larry Bird and Dirk Nowitzki. In, yeah, well, of course, in their prime. In their I was prime. Just, I was just, in my head, I just pictured yeah. a really, really old Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Dirk's got him. <laughs> I don't, I, like, I think that would be a good one-on-one matchup. I'd like to see Kobe and Mike. Ooh. Prime Mike. In his prime Mike. In his prime Kobe. Yeah, that'd be pretty ridiculous. That game might not end. 
That's the issue. I think they either start fighting or something happens. That, that's, what, that's what usually happens with one-on-ones. Super competitive, ultra competitive one-on-ones doesn't end. But just imagine if you actually managed to get somehow like some hologram thing. You saw they did that thing with the two-pack hologram. Like you could like yeah. reenact that and simulate it. But then there'd be the debate would never end because the people are like, oh, who simulated that? Yeah. And be like Magic Johnson simulated it. Like someone yeah. like that. Like it would just, <laughs> it would never end. But anyway, jumping on to some... We're all done with the NBL action for today. Jumping into some NBA and something that I've been excited for a long time. As a long-time Warriors hater, bringing, DeMar- <laughs> bringing DeMarcus Cousins into this team was the best thing that I heard, best news that I had heard for a long time because I just really, really hope that, you know, Draymond's worked hard to implode this team from the inside but just hasn't been able to do it. But our boy DeMarcus Cousins is hopefully going to come in and just explode this thing from the inside. What do we think is going to happen here? And please don't tell me you think that he's going to come out and just get double-doubles every game and help this team. Well, no. Well, First things first, he's supposed to play on Friday. He's scheduled to play his first game Friday. The Warriors, at this point, are top of the West at 30 and 14. When you come back from a major injury, it takes time to get back in. So we're not going to see the best DeMarcus Cousins. But that's not until what I'm worried about. Fin- I'm worried about the off the court. Yeah, yeah. That's what I. That's where I want him to be his best. Till till finals, right? What we know from Demarcus Cousins at this point in time in his career is his every chance while playing shitty to get volatile, mm-hmm. and that's going to be fun to watch. Like the fireworks involved in all of that. I can't wait for the first time that Draymond and Boogie Cousins try to choke each other out on the sideline, like. Well- that's going to happen. And they've been hanging out together. That's the thing that worried me because I'm banking so hard on him just imploding the Warriors. And well, they've been hanging out together, which worries me. Well, it's alarming. Corey can talk to this though, right? And this is part of the American culture that when you become close friends with someone and they almost become like a brother to you, that's the person that you go out the hardest when you got something to say. Like yeah. that's the person yeah. that you go, fuck you, and you're you're into it, you know? And it gets a little bit more emotional than it normally would with someone that you don't really know that well. So the fact that they've been hanging out has made this even better. Like there is going to be so much fireworks. It's going to be like New Year's all over again. I want someone getting punched square in the face in the locker room, like something like that. I want some season ending stuff shit. First of all, I'm sorry. I was just like reading the text. Who are we talking about right now? Oh! <laughs> and that's all we got. Now I'm joking. We're talking about Boogie Cousins and who? Boogie Cousins, Boogie Cousins, and the Warriors. We're just okay. saying. I, I was just talking about how who they, who's hanging out. Here? I want they. I want them to him and Draymond. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like they hate each other. First of all, so um, <laughs> I think the ship is sinking. To be honest with you, because I don't believe that we all know what happened between Draymond earlier with KD. You know, KD's a, a superstar, but he's a sensitive superstar. And I don't think that they're going to be able a, able to move forward. You know, when you have a team that's pretty much, that's perfection, that team, as far as basketball is concerned. Any little thing can fuck the energy up and changes the whole chemistry. And I believe that's what happened. I think, I think they're not, I don't believe they're going to win it this year. They're well, definitely not going to win it this year. Definitely not. So the, the Golden State Warriors are definitely not going to win the NBA championship. Definitely not. Who's going to win it if the Warriors are so definitely not going to win it? 
I uh, think Houston's playing good enough basketball that they could win it right now. I think that Toronto's playing good enough. I think Milwaukee's playing good enough. Oh, I, I agree with that, like, but I, I think that there's four teams in legitimate chance. But I don't, I don't think it's definitely the Warriors aren't going to win. Like, and this is coming from a, a bona fide Warriors hater. Yeah, right. I'm an absolute hater. <laughs> 100% the Warriors are winning. winning this season. They ain't winning. 100%. 100%. They're not winning. Well, for anybody who bets on the sports bet app, just move <laughs> over to Werther's personal account and you could probably make a bit more money doing that. <laughs> like, like they've won back-to-backs, right? They've had dysfunction. Last year they said, Steve Kerr said, this is the hardest year I've had coaching. That was last year. Cue this year. This year said, hold my beer to this point. <laughs> Really? And oh, there's issues, definitely. There's more issues this year. And if it was that hard from last year with the function, uh, like the division between Draymond and uh, KD, KD, the un, like, not sure if he's going to re-sign. He's not. Boogie Cousins going to come in and do Boogie Cousins shit. Like... They're 100% not going to win it this year. Well, let's make something between us. And I don't want to make it money related. I like to when I do bets between people. I'll give you the field. I'll take the Warriors, which kills me inside. To no, it doesn't. Going you think you're going to win this right now? No, right. I think, no, I think I'm going to win it. But I, I'll be unhappy either way. But let's, let's, we'll sort out a bet and we'll, we'll work out what it is during the week and we'll jump it on next week's podcast. But you can have the field. So you can have every team. I'll even throw in the Pelicans there. You can have them. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Can I have the you can have Washington Detroit as well. You can have the Wizards and Detroit. Yeah, Washington, Washington Generals, Generals well. and the Globetrotters. But I'll take Shout the Warriors the and we'll take a bet between each other. But anyway, that is all we got time for on this week's episode of Trash Talk. If you want to jump in and give us some stuff to talk about next week, tweet at C Homicide or at Werther33. Or you can tweet me at Felix Hoff. I probably won't respond. These two dudes like to get in it on Twitter a little bit more. I'm more tweeting memes and that sort of action if you want to jump on mine. But anyway, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week.